0: Welcome to Multiple Offers, a real estate show with competing perspectives. Today we are talking about the magical art of real estate photography. Put that coffee down. If you're good at something, never do it for free. How'd
1: you
2: get the gig? Oh, you know, they were hiring. It was only a two-week course.
3: I will sell this
0: house today. What are you, some kind of real estate agent?
2: Oh, he's a realtor. There is a difference somehow.
0: This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. We are back today. We have a special guest. Uh, Danielle Dobson is here from Real Photo. Uh, they've been in business for 35 years. They started on over on the uh, island, but now they're here in the Lower Mainland. Uh, they are a one-stop shop for realtors doing all of their marketing with photographs, floor plans. You said, Danielle, there's yeah. Matterport and all, uh, We don't everything. do
2: Matterport here, but... Uh Oh. We do video here, though.
0: Oh, no Matterport yeah, here. Sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> for for our listeners, to... <laughs> Matterport's like a virtual tour thing. Good um, enough for the island. Yeah. Yeah. What episode is this? Is this 20? This is 20. This is Ooh. exciting. Ooh. Episode 20. What's going on, Jer? What's what's happening with you, man?
1: Well, uh, not, not too, too much. Um, I broke my cell phone screen yesterday, last night, which is like...
0: It's always a sad moment. Did you have a case?
1: <laughs> yeah, I got a case. Yeah. But... Um, I think I weakened it from all the other drops. Yeah. And it was just, I just clipped, I'm like walking past, ready to go to bed. I'm just walking past and I clipped the wall and it just knocked it out of my hands and uh, didn't even think anything of it. Put it in my pocket, go upstairs, plug it in. And I'm like, wow, my phone's completely shattered.
0: So you obviously have AppleCare.
1: Yeah. AppleCare and a case. I think I've got both. <laughs>
0: Do you have AppleCare? I was debating
1: whether I was doing the, cause the, the, I even bought the case from Apple. So it was like probably 150 bucks for this thingy. Um, but I was like, I don't need Apple Care. If I have a case, why would I need Apple Care? Um, your I think case I have, is Apple Care. Yeah, but I think I have both. But apparently and this is a pretty skookum case. Like it's got, you know, folding flaps and
0: Yeah, you're, like you're, a your your phone case and, looks like a wallet.
1: Yeah, it's got a lot lot going on. So you'd think it would be pretty immune to the what is it, one meter drop or whatever it was, but uh evidently not. So now I get sharp. We still make it work for a while. Um
0: but if you have Apple Care what is it like? Fifty bucks to replace it? Probably,
1: I think. But that involves: Did you back your phone up? No. Did you update it? No. Okay, let's go. Now I got to go back it up, update it, um, and
2: I feel and like then it's got to be more than to the fifty store.
1: bucks. it's probably a hundred, maybe
0: fifty. I, well, no, the, the, and I might be wrong on the number, but the whole one of the features of Apple Care is super cheap phone replacement if you drop your phone. Hmm. Hmm. That maybe is what, that's one of the things you've already, like you paid for it. You've just already paid just for it. I prepaid for the, yeah. the eventuality yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to
1: drop this phone. Um, yeah. I think they're releasing new phones today too, or something, or they're talk, talking about it. There's an event. Ooh. So maybe I'll just. Whatever, man, put a piece of in. packing
4: tape over it and move on. righty,
1: That's me. <laughs> yeah.
4: We've been talking so much about trying to get enough data to actually predict what's going to happen in the market for the next few months. Okay, right. And we still don't feel like we have enough information. And all that's on my mind right now is I'm, I'm excited for this, this weekend. I've been waiting for the market to really kind of happen. And mm-hmm. I feel like this weekend, because we've got a couple of new listings, we're going to be out there in the market experiencing it from a number of different angles. And I'm finally going to have an opinion on where the market's going to go. We know there's lots of new listings. We know, yeah. we know that we just don't know what's going to happen to them yet. Hmm. That's really all that's on my mind. So you want to make a prediction? No. Jeff? <laughs>
0: Should we make a bet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I lost maybe Danielle knows what's going on in the market. Any
1: predictions? You guys are busy. It's, it's been really busy. Yeah.
2: The last one uh, was right after the long weekend. It's been crazy. Yeah. So that that's a good sign, right?
4: good sign that there's new listings
0: it means on. there's new listings <laughs> yeah yeah for sure
1: so
4: for me it's to wait to find out what happens with these listings and i feel like we're going to know a whole lot more after this weekend and finally i know our listeners are eager to hear more of a, a concrete sort of update from us on what's going on with the market our, our fall market or falling market episode 14 was recorded in august and we made our predictions but since then we don't have enough new information to really give any good information you
0: you know what is actually kind of an interesting piece of information i was i was going through the snap stats which we've talked about before on on the show um i was all price reductions this week i did i reduced four of my listings uh prices it and it seems like everybody is like the new listings are coming on lower priced and the the old listings are going down and to stay competitive we're having to keep up with where prices are but in, in preparation for this I was looking at the snap stats and one thing that really stood out to me that was really weird last month is in houses anything over 1.5 there was one sale and there were lots of listings one sale under a million there were two sales and again lots of listings the sweet spot was 1.2 to 1.5 that stuff was moving on at kind of a normal-ish market. And, I mean, as we know, in New West, 1.25 to 1.5 gets you, sadly, a starter home. Enough. that And something that you don't have to sink a ton of money into right away. There's probably yeah. cosmetic work due. But, so, I mean, it says and to it's, me... And it's big enough. It's big enough.
4: Totally. The ones under a million are usually the old-timer shacks.
0: And then, or a gigantic project, like you are yeah. having to to knock this down and start over or at least take it down to the studs. Yeah. So it, it was interesting to me that there's kind of this like Goldilocks thing happening, right? Like the really cheap stuff's too cold and the really, really expensive stuff's too hot. But right in the middle, there's these nice little houses that, that are still selling despite what the media says at a pretty decent rate yeah we
1: get lots of those little micro markets right little things that are yeah. happening new west is always we talked about this too weird little market that sometimes everything else is going on around it but it hasn't really quite hit new west sometimes we're a little bit sheltered from it yeah we're the last to know a lot yeah. of the time not the last to know but <laughs> we're last the last to, to adjust to sort of happen yeah. here and, and take hold um but uh but then yeah you get it with price points too right where all mm-hmm. of a sudden like six to seven hundred is busier or, yeah or, or like well a yeah, couple it, months it, ago we in, had two million dollar houses that were busy which it, was a shock totally
0: and in condos the dividing line is seven hundred thousand anything over seven hundred thousand really yeah. slow anything under chugging away decently although still lots of price reductions lots yeah. of big adjustments and if
1: you're a buyer right now there's some great choices especially yeah. in that six hundred to, to seven hundred range if you totally want a nice two-bedroom condo even some townhouses that are coming on right now yeah it's good
0: Danielle, what's, what's going on with you? Uh,
2: not too much. Busy, busy taking pictures. Yeah. Busy, All the yeah. new
1: listings.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Winning karaoke contests.
0: Yeah. yeah
2: I just oh, we forgot to home. mention
1: in the accolades that she's a uh, national champion. No, regional champion.
2: Well, I'm, I'm the provincial tra- champion. Provincial That's karaoke champion. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went to nationals in Calgary. Uh, and there was how
1: many karaoke years? So I
0: feel like you're talking Glee right now um yeah what is this there there's like a it's, you read so
1: it's on the karaoke. screen you sing <laughs> yeah. there's like a ball
0: yeah <laughs> no i understand the the concept of karaoke, karaoke. Yeah. what i don't understand is the concept of national championships so there, there's it's, it's, it's highly competitive yeah it's
2: not karaoke really it's like a it's a singing, it's a singing, you're singing contest. covers a you singing need the
1: words. you probably don't even need the words uh, or they, they don't a want you
2: to. Like they dock you points. If you look at the screen, they put a screen there like but it's to a trap? mess you up. Yeah, it's a <laughs> trap. You're not allowed to look. Like
0: that yeah. b- bouncy. That's ball. like the the coaching thing with Serena Williams. Apparently, the coaches aren't allowed to send signals to They're the They're not supposed to, no. Yeah. No. It's weird that the players get pen- penalized for something that they didn't do on the field. But so um so you're singing it's Nationals Do you have, like, a repertoire? Like, do you get specialties? Like, is there a type of music that you're hoping... Do you get to pick the songs? How does it it work?
2: Uh, Yeah, I get to pick all my songs. Uh, Song choice. It's kind of like... I don't know if you've seen American Idol or The Voice. Like, if you pick a bad song, it's not going to go over well. Yeah. Um, And, like, I think one of my songs was all right. I think maybe I made a mistake on one of them. But uh, there was a lot of, like, musical theater when I went there hmm. and and there's hmm. not a whole lot of musical theater. Like when you go to the bar and sing karaoke, like yeah. right. that's the last thing people want to listen to is m- musical theater. But sure. It's, Old man river, <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I found when I got there, like all the people who, who were winning, they, um, they, they really put on a show and that's why the musical theater goes over so well, I think oh. because you can act it out. It comes with like built in, you know, character mm-hmm. and stuff.
1: So you should have done like, "Do you want to build a snowman?" by by Frost. Yeah. by Fro- Frozen.
2: I've already I've already planned. I'm doing You've something from yeah. the the Greatest Showman next year. I'm definitely doing that.
4: Hmm. Nice. So, what was your go to song this year? If you, if somebody said to you, you got to pick one song to nail it on the karaoke stage, what was it?
2: Uh, well, m- my song that I always do. It's called "Misery" by Pink and Steven Tyler. And great song. Have you heard it?
4: I'm sure I
1: have. You
2: probably <laughs> haven't heard it. <laughs> I am. a am a big pink fan. It It's like it was never on the radio. It's just it was on our second album, I think. It was. Um, but it's a good, like, everybody likes it when they hear it. It's one of those kind of songs. Okay. So, so huh. you're,
4: you're the pro. You're the
0: expert.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't win. So, you know. Next year. Next year. Triple threat. Yeah. Triple threat. Yeah. And
0: and despite. Yeah. So we are not a karaoke podcast. No, we actually that's are, great info. It is great info. Um <laughs> We actually have Danielle on to talk about uh, what makes for good real estate photography, uh, which you are also an expert in. But before we do that, why don't we get to the news?
3: I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story.
1: And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Listen.
4: I got a newsflash for you, Walter Cronkite. I am enlightened.
0: Do it live! I'll write it and we'll do it live! This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
4: Today's news is not from the province, Danielle. It's from (laughs) Huffington Post. (laughs) Not and, the sun. And, and before we started recording, Danielle is a somewhat of a regular listener, which I think is so awesome. She took a few shots at Matt yeah. before <laughs> we started started recording. She, has, she has very uh, definitive opinions on my news sources.
1: I've but... heard the news. It's where Matt reads the <laughs> province. <laughs> It could be worse, though. It could be
0: like Metro or Twenty Four Hours. <laughs> oh. Hey, I get quoted in the Metro sometimes, so that's a oh really God. classy paper.
4: Yoki, <laughs> okay. okay. today's news comes from our local New Westminster Record, uh, but it's it's news that was reported in a number of papers. But it's because they're all speaking to their own region. Uh, they talked about home ownership rates were accumulated. They took four census polls from two thousand one, two thousand six. 11 and 16, and showed the increase of home ownership rate or decrease of home ownership rate in 100 different cities in Canada. So, New West stands out because it is in the top four for growth
0: in the whole country.
4: Yeah. Out of the 100 cities that sort of qualify for gathering this data all across Canada. So, what
1: does this mean? People that were renting, there was a high, there's lesser renters.
4: There are fewer renters today than there were in
0: 2001.
4: The biggest jump was from 2001 to 2006 it went hmm. from 48% rentals to 54%.
0: So this isn't necessarily sorry, sorry, within
4: 48% home ownership to 54% home ownership.
0: So when they're talking growth because the headline makes it sound like last year we were the highest growing. Were we still the best growth last year or is this over a longer timeline?
4: So the the numbers that are crunched are saying from 01 to 2016, so a 15-year period. What was your growth rate? a little tricky yeah
2: yeah so
4: you get different numbers now so for new west it went from 48 to 54 to 56 percent in 2011 and 56 percent in 2016 Hmm. so according to the census we had no growth for five years from 2011 to 2016 the biggest jump was 01 to 06 so uh that's the actual facts behind it and then the interesting thing is that a 48 percent homeownership growth is the fourth lowest out of the hundred cities Sorry, 48% home ownership rate.
0: So in Canada, 48% is the lowest. Fourth lowest
4: out of those 100 cities. There are some cities in Ontario that are at 90%.
0: Yeah, but what does it all mean? 90% of people who live in the city own? Yes. Those must be like rural cities. They're they're smaller towns for sure. Yeah, Yeah,
4: the bigger cities have higher rental rates. Like Montreal is like 36%. Right,
0: okay.
1: Does it mean anything to us? I don't know. You tell me now. Is it following the sales, the market picking up? People are, had a rental. They said, I'm going to cash out, sell it, turn it into," and an owner buys it.
4: It's kind of weird when you actually look at it and realize it's over a 15-year period, right?
0: Yeah, the timeline makes it less relevant than the headline.
4: Yeah, so we've added a ton of housing. Like Burnaby increased at a similar rate to New West. They were two that kind of grew the fastest. So we added a lot of housing, and it turns out that that housing that was built a lot of it was picked up by new homeowners, right? Hmm. Rather than, than renters. Okay. Right. Versus city of Vancouver that increased at a, a, I think probably half the rate. So city of Vancouver obviously has added a ton of housing as well, but because of, I think a lot of the investment type folks who were buying there, a lot of it went to the rental pool. I'm just thinking new development, right? Yeah. Hmm. Because I don't think a lot of new rentals are being built. It's, it's, it's condos that are being built. And then are rented out.
1: We've got new buildings getting built, but I would think, in terms of actually what's getting built for just pure res- purely residential, it might only make up like twenty percent, maybe.
0: It's rentals. I'd just be making up a number. If yeah,
1: I it's just an educated guess.
4: So it's another one of these news stories where the headline makes us think one thing, and then we look at the information and realize that it's totally different. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> makes That's sense.
1: That's the news.
0: let um... So was that
4: not as exciting as you're hoping, Jeff?
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, it was a little, I, I mean, I'm glad you talked about it because we had talked briefly about the headline, which we had both seen, and the headline was a really exciting headline. I was like, how can this be with prices so high that home ownership is rising so fast, but it turns out they're not measuring over the same timeline as as homes have been, yeah, there's it I'm a little disappointed. Now. You're a little disappointed. <laughs> yeah. And
4: I guess that's it when we talk about this, when the stats come out on sales and this is census information, census information is from 2016 that only just got released. So the data is a year and a half old <laughs> and, uh, and it goes back 15 years before that. So, um, anyway, we were in maybe a little something, but there's, there's actually a lot of real estate news right now. So we'll have some more news stories in the coming episodes.
0: Okay. Let's stop talking headlines and start talking photos. <laughs> now you want to get nuts. Come
2: on. Let's get nuts.
0: You decide your own level of involvement. Well, I guess this is a case where we'll have to agree to disagree. I don't agree to that.
2: Neither do I. Wrong.
0: National debt Wrong. 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 with that money being lost? But, wrong.
2: Very nice words, but happens to be wrong. You're listening to multiple offers. A real estate show.
0: So, I think everybody has seen absolutely awful real estate photos. I, I feel like there are multiple talk show guests uh, or hosts at this point who are using embarrassing real estate photos <laughs> as uh, as just funny topics. Uh, so, Danielle, we thought it would be great to have have you on and talk about uh, what makes a good photo, what uh, what the tricks are, what you guys do. Um, I wanted to start off with just hopefully a really easy question. Um <laughs> What? I had the easy question, okay, well, you can give the easy question next, okay um, what drives you nuts in real estate photos, like when you're looking not your own but other people's? what are some of your biggest pet peeves?
2: um I don't look at a ton of other photographer's work actually I think Compar- it's that bad it, 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 <laughs> <laughs> comparison is the thief of joy, you know so I try and, <laughs> I try and put my blinders on a little bit um but little things are are always stick out so anything that's distracting so you know i'm sure there's a lot of um different uh amounts of effort that are put uh by different photographers sorry i said that wrong but um like uh there's probably photographers who move a lot of stuff and then there's photographers who probably move nothing and they just expect it to be ready
0: are you in the move a lot of stuff camp
2: i'm in the i'm i'm probably right down the middle okay Um, my rule is that if, if I walk in and it looks like, uh, the, the homeowner has made like significant effort to clean up their house, then I'll move like the little things that they don't notice. Like tissue boxes every time, there's a tissue box on every surface and, and they're so, they're so ugly and so messy looking. So I remove all tissue boxes. I usually remove, um... All uh, paper towel rolls. Anything that's white in a in a photo is going to draw your eye immediately. Oh, really? Anything hmm. that's super bright. Um, floor, is gonna... floor mats. Floor mats. I remove all floor mats. Put um, put the toilet seat down. I put the yeah. So that's <laughs> <laughs> that's beginner. That's <laughs> something that I'm sure bugs everyone in real constantly, estate constantly photos. see that. <laughs> uh, you know the the agent in the mirror with the toilet seat up. That's the best one. Yeah.
0: The worst is when you get a photo back. And you're like, oh, I missed it, the toilet seat. (sighs) Because it it bugs me. But every once in a while, there's one Mm -hmm. of our photos that doesn't have it. And I'm like, how did, like me, the photographer, how did we all miss this? You
2: you have professional photographer come?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And they leave the toilet seat up?
0: It has happened. Not often. (laughs) Yeah. But but normally, they just Photoshop it out anyway. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can. Yeah. So those are amazing sort of
0: basic top tips. I love that. Mm -hmm. I don't work with the photographer that that happened anymore (laughs) i mean maybe they're listening so (laughs) jeff Jeff made a change
4: uh on that vein um because uh you mentioned you will move some things personally Mm -hmm. um for our experience with you with you know when we're doing a listing i think almost every single time jeremy or i has been there with you
2: and that's always awesome i i feel like that that helps a lot um, because, well, for one thing, it shows that you care about how it looks. Because um, if you don't care, then why am I, you know, <laughs> why am I putting forth so much effort? But um, I mean, you guys are awesome. You, I barely touch anything. I, I tell you what to move and you move <laughs> it, um, which is awesome. Um
4: so if we weren't there, if, mm-hmm. which we never expect to be, but in, for the, for the the properties that you walk into, and the agent isn't there, and the homeowners may be listening, and they think, okay, some photographers may move move a few things or may not. So you move the little things that you think mm-hmm.
0: might make a big impact to the photo if she feels like the homeowner made an effort has, you they have try. to earn it yeah. yeah so like um i have
2: a i have a threshold so if i walk in and it's just Phoned there's in. clutter yeah. everywhere um like there's laundry Your cereal bowl's still out exactly yeah. i can tell that they made no effort then I might not even move a tissue box like I probably will still move the tissue boxes because I hate them but well, it takes
1: a lot of time too you, you've got other appointments and, and well and, there's slotted time for that appointment so yeah, if you're gonna get exactly. all those pictures you can you're not a cleaner so
2: that that's that's the main thing is I'm not a maid I don't get paid enough to be a maid unfortunately like yeah. you know if I had maybe five hours per shoot I'd, I'd clean your house for you but uh, I I don't have that amount of time. So
1: is that is that norm? Like I always thought it was normal that the realtors were there for the pitchers. Is that does that not happen that often?
2: Not always. I, I mean, it's it's kind of a. a I can sprinkling. see the wheels turning in Jer's head right now. <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> you don't have I, to be there anymore. Natalie <laughs> said I had to be there. <laughs> I prefer it. I prefer it. Um, uh, sometimes, like, it's just and you don't want to talk. It's not
0: your client too, so you're not necessarily like. I hate when I – like, sometimes we'll get photos done and I can't be there just because of whatever the schedule. Right. And I'm always so stressed because I I like to get there, like, 15 minutes before the photographer gets there. And inevitably, like, I always give my clients uh, a list of things to do in preparation for the photo shoot, which I'm sure you guys all do. Of course. Um, And inevitably, you get there and you're like – and I'm going to speak to one seller specifically, David, if you're listening. Uh, (laughs) You know – you're like what? You said you were going to do all this stuff. What? Uh, I, I have a really good friend of mine, David Demopoulos, who I'll call out completely right now. <laughs> and uh, we got there, and nothing had been done. And I'm like, "What happened?" And he's like, "My wife left town. She left it to me. I'm sorry." And we started just stuffing everything into cupboards, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, and but you want to get there early because you don't want the photographer to have to deal with that, right? Like, you want to just
2: yeah. The the worst is when um, the realtor shows up. Like 20 minutes late. So I've already started. I've been there for 20 minutes. And then they're like, oh, actually, I want to move this, this, this. Can you reshoot all these rooms? That's the worst. No,
1: no, I can't. <laughs> yeah. I had, I had once where, and I, I don't know, don't know, remember if it was you or not. This, I think it was a couple of years ago, but they, yeah, if Robert came, like, I'm going to come back. I have an opening later, so I'm just going to go to my next appointment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and but it's if a, I
2: can do that, I'll do that. Yeah. Like, and if-
1: it's a progress, too, right? By the time when we get the listing signed up and we schedule the photos, it could be a couple weeks. So, And we're not there every single day. So for a lot of times, we need to come and be like, hey, where did we get to with the cleaning, with all this stuff? Um, so you don't always always know. It's mm-hmm. happening because sometimes they move stuff around. You're like, this wasn't here before. They thought it was helpful, but moving stuff around, yeah, cleaning. Obviously, people can do their cleaning ahead of time. We in a condo, we don't necessarily have room to to put stuff away or storage lockers or things like that. So, like, and I'm sure it's common with Jeff and other people, but Matt and I oftentimes were, yeah, moving stuff from. Okay, we're doing the living room right yeah. now. Almost every time, it feels like we're doing oh, the yeah. living room now. Hide everything behind. Everything's the going island. in the yeah, yeah, in the sink, in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Leave spaces for in your microwaves and, and some people already have storage they've already hid things but yeah. but uh but pulling extra furniture and stuff like that, um putting it in bedrooms.
2: Usually the first room I do is like um like a powder room. Um and and then I hide all my stuff in there and then anything else Ooh. that needs to be hidden in that room, you throw it in the powder room. Like once 'cause you you don't need to see that. If it's the powder room's off the living room, you don't need to see that in the living room photo. So I right. close the door, right? So, well, so you got a game plan. Yeah, yep. Yep, I do. Yep.
0: (laughs) So uh, one thing, and and you have a photography background before real estate photography, correct? We were talking before the show and you in the past have done wedding photos. Yeah, family
2: and babies and stuff.
0: So um, I guess one question I have for you is uh, having a photography background, how do you have to change your, your mindset? Because what makes a good real estate photo isn't necessarily what makes a good photo. Mm-hmm. what do what's that look like how how do, how do you change and and what are what are the things that you uh had to, had a hard time changing I guess is mm-hmm. where I'm getting to
2: well when I first started real estate photography it seemed seemed really easy because it was just like oh I just gotta stand in the corner and shoot this room that's it hmm. um but there there is there is an art to it I mean I think you you still want to make a well-composed photograph. You want to make it look as nice as possible. I'm not just putting my camera down anywhere and taking a picture. But the thing is about uh, real estate photography um, uh, is that I usually want to show the full room
3: because
2: mm-hmm. um, I think that's what you guys want is you want to... Generally, I find that real realtors want um, to show how big it is a lot of the time.
1: But not too big.
2: But we don't want to distort it, <laughs> obviously. But if it you want to show really how big it is sometimes.
4: That's the idea.
2: Mm-hmm. And so that kind of, you know, limits my composition a little bit, um, you know, because maybe I want to take what I would think would be a really creative photograph is going to be zoomed in and is not going to show the room. And oh, then I
4: want to see some more of those now.
2: Well, it, I can do them. Like I have. Oh yeah.
4: We, I want I want one with every listing now. Just, just, just to get one, started. Just one. Well, just one like straight we'll Start, with, start with one. And then if I really like it. Then maybe there's going to turn into two or
2: three. Yeah. Well and because and I mean we only have. Wow, I mean most. question Jeff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is, is light. I guess lighting. Does it. Because well, you can get artistic with your picture composition. and Things like that. But I find for real estate. And I don't know a lot about photography. But I know we want to open like blinds up. Every single light. Like microwave light. <laughs> Everything. A microwave light. <laughs> yeah. not, not the, the one on the
2: inside. But yeah, I mean... Open the door. <laughs> yeah, I, I open up all blinds um, and windows. I close all windows um, and, and sliding doors so all of the, the, the lines line up. Um, it makes it look really clean. Um, I mean, I use flash um, for most of my photos. And so it almost doesn't matter too much how darker light the room is already but it does help obviously if, it, if it's a nice bright room and you can bring as much light in it it'll look uh better in the photograph i guess um but uh yeah like all the all i put all the lights on not necessarily because we need them but just because it looks nice i just think
4: they look nicer when they're turned on a lamp mm-hmm. that has its light coming through it gives sort of its own ambience to it and if it's off it almost looks a little out of place
2: exactly it looks like it's it's broken yeah it doesn't work um, and, and that's a, a thing too, is to make sure that all your, uh, light bulbs work. You yeah. Know, I bathroom, hate discovering that on photo day. You're going mm.
1: nuts. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. That's a good tip. And like, I, we like, there were, I guess people have led bulbs now, but there was a time in between regular incandescent bulbs to LEDs where we had the comp, compact fluorescents and they, the stories kind of take a while to, to warm up. It doesn't take that long, but for showings and things like that, you're turning them all on you're just sort of waiting for them to come up to.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super stoked on all the new types of light bulbs uh, that are coming. Like out. the
1: super. Do you have a preference over the different well, I, color hues? I mean,
2: I like tungsten lights better, like the yellow ones, the ones that we we like used to color. have, right? The ones that burn out every. Yeah. You know, bad bad for the environment. I like those ones.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of the new ones are daylight balanced.
2: They have weird light coming off of yeah. them, and and I find that they don't really match each other. Like even if they're the same, like a what are they called? Ha- not halogen.
1: The LED bulbs,
2: yeah, LED. I guess that's what it's called. They have the
1: daylight day or whatever they call it, but it's yeah. like a really cool. A lot of the new like builders and new properties, it seems like they do that. Mm-hmm.
2: But they if you don't, those if you don't get the exact same brand, I find that even then, the, the the color of the light is a little bit off, and you can tell in a photo if we, if one's more green and one's more purple.
0: We we have a chandelier in our house that has two light bulbs, and they're totally different colors, yeah. and. Every time I look at it, I think I should change that and then I forget about it and then you brought it up and I'm like, oh yeah I need and and maybe
2: to to just when you're you know in the room, you know, in real life, it, you don't notice it as much. But in the photo, like the photo really picks up the different kinds of, of white balance the camera picks it up. So
4: from. on that vein, what else do you think the photo picks up that you don't notice just living in the space, the naked eye when you're standing there? I, I find that there's always a few things that you maybe notice even more than us shooting stuff that really the photo picks up that we don't see.
2: Mm hmm. Um, Well, I think a lot of people forget uh, how low I am a lot of the time, right? So I, I you know, when you look at a room, I mean, Matt, Jeremy, you're you're super tall. You look at the room ridiculously tall, and <laughs> we saw the
1: dust on top of things. Yeah, exactly. Fans, and, everything, you know, and,
2: oh, oh, all the stuff that's on top of this dresser, and and where my camera is, it's down by my waist, basically, and and I'm not going to see on top of that dresser, but I do see you under your bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so I find like you know. People make this just this beautiful room, you know, um, all set up. And then they have like this white Tupperware thing underneath their bed and, and I can see it. And, you know, sometimes I, I try and push it to the back. It's already and,
1: full. Everything's or full Or it's under there. full <laughs> and
2: you just can't. And I can't move it. So, you know, hmm. uh, that. So getting down low to like a waist level, like get yeah. down on your knees and look at the room and then see what, what, if there's anything distracting. Right.
4: So under furniture. So when you're standing up and you're walking through your room, you think your coffee table is all good. But if you get down a little lower, you realize you can see all these dust bunnies underneath or there's a big mess of something or other. Mm-hmm. And, and the camera's going to pick that up. Yeah. The other, and, uh, I noticed
1: like mattress, like around the, we're talking about beds, but. Even just like having some of the mattress showing, if it's not mm-hmm. completely covered, it's kind of like another little yeah, little, totally. little pet peeve.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't like seeing uh, like box springs and, and um, yeah, mattresses. Like make sure you get a, an extra long fitted sheet. Some, something. To, to covers, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, I always say that the, the lens, when I'm talking to my clients, like, the lens is unforgiving. When, when people are looking at these real estate photos and they're well lit and it's high resolution, they're going to see everything in this room mm-hmm. if they feel like... And a lot sort of times people in. assume the other way. They're like, oh, okay, well,
0: you won't notice that in the photo. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so you mentioned Danielle that like whites really pop out, mm-hmm. right? Anything else like that?
2: Super, super bright colors. I find like, um, you know, accent colors are one thing, but um, you know, if you've got a, a bunch of, I don't know, like you've got a big red chair. Like I, I photographed one um, uh, listing once where it was, it had this huge like red chair and your eye just went straight to it where the uh realtor was like can you like do something about this chair like make it look less red because <laughs> it's just it's it's so loud in the photo so you know you kind of have to think about loud colors i find most like neutral um colors look best uh, with a little bit of an accent kind of a thing mm.
1: but interior design people are always kind of taught like pop a color and, mm-hmm. and new construction a lot everything's like a gray scale
2: I and think so a you, pop of color is fine. Yeah, right. You like know, like a pillow
1: or a throw, maybe. Mm-hmm,
2: pillows, you know, yeah, exactly. But maybe not a, a big red chair. So
4: we've got a big red chair. Somebody is listening, like, oh, I have a piece like that that maybe will dominate the photo and distract Take it out. from people. Just remove it from Take the room. Take it out. Yeah. It's that <laughs> bad. Find a different chair. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, I find also, um, I mean, you'll probably notice if you look at like staged rooms, um, uh, most designers use low profile couches mm. and um, like glass coffee tables um or really uh, minimalist coffee tables um and it's because bulky like if you look like bulky chairs big comfy you know the kind of couch that you want to that you actually want to have in your house like they're usually not good for photos um you want something that's like uncomfortable <laughs> and like <laughs> uh, really like uh, minimalist and and low profile like lower to the ground is usually better like not with a high back hmm. to it for the couches
0: if, if you could pick one thing that you could make every seller you were going to photo- photograph their home for for the rest of your career, but just just one thing that they would do, what would be the one thing that they, like every seller you wish that they would do in preparation for for photos?
2: Mm, well, I guess just like get rid of the clutter. Yeah, I guess. Like, I mean, uh, that's probably like the bar easy. is low.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I would, I would love, like, I would love if I it. It's a perfect world, and I would never expect it, but I would love it if all the lights were on and all the blinds were open before I got there. But because it takes me ten minutes to do it, to that open really them slows up. you down. It, the day. it can, right? And, yeah. and I mean, the le- the more time I spend, uh, you know, moving stuff, turning lights on, stuff that is easy that I don't necessarily need to do like somebody else could do it um it takes away from my time that i that i have yeah, like uh, to th- actually photograph it right
1: two thousand three thousand square foot house with windows and, and finding out lamps and i don't know where this is it a switch lamp is it a plug lamp is mm-hmm. it not plugged in they never mm-hmm. use it but yeah i could see chasing those things could be well exactly
2: and I, f- I feel like the the homeowner knows exactly where all the light switches are and I find a lot of the time I'm asking like, oh, where's the light for this? Or or are these burned out? Or is the light switch hidden? or And and they all know where they are. So it'd be easy for them to find them. But mm-hmm. I'm kind of searching, not so the, really the, knowing.
1: The advice for the realtor then is to either tell your, <laughs> tell your client that or get there before I get there.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know.
1: Little things that help make everyone's people, job a little bit easier. People live
2: there, right? You know, you're, you're kind of like intruding into somebody's life. Like I feel like I'm you know i 'm really comfortable in other people 's houses because I do it every day, but i 'm sure that people are not comfortable necessarily with me coming we, in we've right? had
0: so many conversations about how weird it is how comfortable in our job and i 'm sure your job as well we get just walking into somebody 's home. Mm-hmm moving things around turning on lights opening yeah. doors like it it becomes very second nature very quickly mm-hmm. i'm moving your shampoo yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, <laughs> all, it is all really that stuff Im- on top of your <laughs> stacker washer dryer <laughs> yeah. it's all coming off <laughs> yeah yeah we well,
4: gets pretty invasive but we get comfortable with it fast i remember when i the very first time i stepped in stepped foot into someone else's house as a realtor and it felt weird i was like well this isn't my home where's the person i'm supposed to say hi i'm here and you sort of allow me into these rooms and yeah but you do very quickly just sort of start just walking around like no this is just a place of work the, yeah the, the, <laughs> need, the need for permission goes away so fast
0: <laughs>
4: yeah and i'm just used to walking indoors now i could get to places and i knock and you know you're with the family they shouldn't we wait and I'm like, ah, we're going in
2: <laughs> yeah you get you get really comfortable um with other people's stuff and so i'm sure you know
4: I think Jeremy's example is the best. I mean, you talk about how clutter is one thing, blinds and lights. I mean, probably in every house, you move soap bottles next to the sink and put them in the sink in the mm-hmm. washcloth. Yeah. yeah. And the if shampoo it, bottles like, in the bathtub.
2: If it's a really nice looking soap dispenser, I'll leave it. You know, that <laughs> kind of stuff. Um, if it looks like it's it's nice and it, it's meant to be there. But, you know, anything that's got a branding on it, I don't want that in there. And um, yeah.
0: Kevin. So I, I have an off topic question. Um, so were you working for both Jer and Matt before they teamed up?
2: I think so. I know Matt for sure. And Jeremy, yeah, I did. I did a couple for you. I think before you.
0: I was campaigning pretty
1: hard. You were campaigning (laughs) pretty hard? (laughs) There's a lot of different companies that do the the photography. Mm -hmm, mm Yeah. Photographer, photography. Okay. Um,
2: a lot of them are bigger than us too.
1: Yeah. And a lot of them, they, there's inconsistency. I found I was having inconsistency with them where it would be one guy, one uh, one day someone for the next shoot, um, mm-hmm. now all of a sudden, I don't know if it's the guy's skill level or he's got different equipment, but all of a sudden, you know, my pictures are coming out significantly different. The right. lighting, mm-hmm. things were just different about them. Um, and that's problematic. And it came to a point where I need to, you know, potentially reshoot or get someone else in, things like that. And yeah. so,
2: and that's how I sell myself to people too, um, is that I'm the only photographer over here. Uh, and I, you know, we go from Abbotsford all the way to West Van, and I even have gone to Bowen Island a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and it's always me. So it's always me that you're going to get for your we And we're, we were
1: joking around before about how Matt and I were, there's a little <laughs> bit of fear there because, <laughs> like, you know, Real Photo, big company on the island, they do really well expanding over, over here. We've, Matt's been using Danielle for a couple
4: of years. I've now. been with Real Photo since before Danielle mm-hmm. joined, but yes, we've been working together a long time.
1: And so. We're kind of airing this out there in the world. Uh, oh, you're giving of, away your secret. Yeah,
4: our fear is that Danielle is going to get so busy... <laughs> we're not going to have that. ...that we won't be able to just, you know, have... you know We'll have to then make okay. these specific requests every time. That says, the sacrifices photo.
0: you guys make for this show yeah. it's so impressive.
4: <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because in the future, if they end up having to hire three photographers, we're still just going to insist that it's Danielle. <laughs> so,
0: I actually got... We got really derailed there. My question is... Um, so you've worked with both the New West guys. How yes. would you describe the different styles yeah. of working with, with Matt or Jeff? I like
1: you're going to ask her to pick a favorite. <laughs>
0: uh, obviously I was no, really, no, I was I, really I, tempted I to do going, that. <laughs> and if I knew Danielle better, I would have put her on the spot. No, like, if you could be, only pick one New West guy. She's
2: going to be loyal to Matt because Matt, Matt
0: was
1: there first.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: No, I, I like y'all. Jeff, I even like you too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but 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 that actually does lead to and you don't have to talk about them specifically how we're different do you find working with different realtor like different realtor styles does that affect how you do your job
2: oh definitely i mean i think i try and i try and um customize you know the experience to each uh realtor the way that they want it to be um you know i have some realtors who are really really hands-on like you guys are pretty hands-on right
0: there's more hands-on than us
2: yeah oh yeah like and then <laughs> there, there's Who's some G- agent
0: that's G- more they- hands-on <laughs> jared took that as a challenge i can see that in his eyes <laughs> <he's> like,
2: <laughs> i mean there, there's some there's some realtors i think who would just rather like I just hand them my camera and they take it. Like they're that kind of micromanaging on the photos. Danielle, a
1: little bit lower. Can you just mm. a little? Can you tilt a little oh. to the left? Let me see that. Can I just let me see your camera there? Do you mind? To yeah. Let me go through those last which is, three shots. Which here? is
2: you know fine because I don't. That I honestly I don't mind. Oh, I would um, hate that.
1: That it, actually happens.
2: Th- it th- it th- happens. They're like, oh, I want to want it exactly like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it makes. Uh, there's not ton, a ton of that, um, but it, just different. I, I have to think less. I'm like, are you going to do all the thinking for me? <laughs> sure. Like, that's fine. It makes <laughs> my job pretty easy. Um, but uh, and then there's some people like, I mean, I have uh, a few realtors who they always just leave the key for me and the place is empty. And I, I you Which, know, go whatever's
1: in and, there is what you get. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, we
4: had a good talk when we first started working together where I explained to you that it was really important to me for my listings that the photos were an accurate representation of the property. And mm-hmm. I didn't want you to overstate, make the room look too big. Mm-hmm. You know, get the big fisheye lens and start. I didn't want people to walk into the listing in person and say, wow, it looks so much bigger in the photos.
0: Yeah, the first feeling is disappointment. Yeah, That's, uh, that, that is not where I wanted yeah. to
4: start. So I want it to be where the photos look fantastic but they're not overstating things. And we had that conversation and I, I knew you totally got it from the very first time we worked together. And that's part of what I like about the consistency too, is you know that. Mm-hmm. And you may have other agents who say, hey, Danielle, you make this room just look really big. Mm-hmm. And that might be their their marketing method, their strategy. It's just different yeah. than mine.
0: And you've got to accommodate that from one person to the next, I imagine. Do, do you get that? Because that's a great question. Because I think the public thinks that agents do that all the time, that they're trying to make it better than it is. Is Um, that something? Do you ever get like, hey, could you make this look as big as possible?
2: uh, Sometimes. Yeah, you do? Um, Okay. I mean, you guys are, you're in New West, so, you know, a lot of your places have a nice view out the out the window or, or off the balcony and you guys are like don't zoom in on that river like <laughs> make sure it looks realistic the public
1: up- knows like look at this river view it's like yeah. why is that tugboat huge like, is yeah. this right beside the water no it's just like telescopic lens yeah and, and i the have river view that's actually I have, some two people,
2: I have some people who are like i need you to zoom in on this and it's like the views like this tiny little postage stamp in the distance and they're like <laughs> so make you're sure not you fooling like, anyone
4: you snuck in between two buildings to like grab that little piece of the view that's yeah. off in the Distance. yeah right
2: yeah. And, and i mean like you know when you're there and you're looking like maybe you can zoom in I with i mean your you might eyes, as well just walk
0: down to the river and take a picture <laughs> at that point. Right?
2: Yeah. <laughs> but um i mean I, I i know i have one realtor out there where he says that um if i send him a photo and it looks too good he takes it out yeah and he's just like i don't want people to think that it really looks that good when i know it doesn't <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah
2: so uh i advice mean all. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I have too many people where, like, just make sure that this looks just so much better than it does. Although, sometimes. Because so,
1: your pictures look great. And if you have someone that gets disappointed, it's hard coming back from that. If this place looks like a, a magazine and I get in, and I to touch, overcome. my feet feel gross. Everything about this apartment feels gross. But that wasn't conveyed in the pictures. And that's not your fault. Uh, you just take a nice picture. And it might be something that doesn't just isn't showing up on the camera. And all of a sudden, they're getting a totally different picture about this property. It can be hard to get back from that. Yeah.
4: I have a, a follow-up question to that that is is about lenses, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, we went through a phase in photography that wasn't necessarily interior photography, but the fisheye lens kind of had its its moment in the sun
0: there for a few years. You're talking years. about skateboard photography.
4: Yeah. It, <laughs> but it found its way into almost everything. Yeah, and yeah. we've seen it in real estate photographies where it's like, why is that sink concave? you know like it actually in the photo wraps around and it's amazing so i know you don't use like a fisheye lens but what's what's the line there where you get the width of the room because i know you know there was a time before we all hired photographers where we would take our own photos and it was the lens that gets you the extra width so what is the right lens that kind of gets this done without ruining the photo Oh
2: i'm giving away trade secrets oh don't don't (laughs) tell okay you can keep
4: you don't have to tell if you don't want to uh
2: no well i i mean uh we don't use a fish eye because we use a lens that makes it look like you're there. So what your eye actually sees, um, that's the kind of lens that we're using. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) and I mean, uh, if you go and try and shoot the room with your cell phone, like that's not a wide angle lens generally. Um, and the room looks tiny and, and you know, so you still need something that's wider than that, than what your phone is. And, um, So I still want to show it. it. It's such a
4: good description, though, to say that it's representative of what the eye sees, because that's Mm -hmm. exactly what we're going for.
1: Well, exactly. Right.
2: (laughs) You want to walk in and and see that it is what it is. Right.
1: I didn't realize how much there was to like lenses and things like that. (laughs) But there's so like there's so many different types of lenses um, that. Yeah. Little details.
2: Mm hmm. I mean, I think sometimes like every now and then I'll still zoom in a little bit um, on a room if it if it's like, I don't know, like the walls just look super long or tunnel like sometimes you get that tunnel look. Uh, sometimes I'll zoom in just a little bit more, just... Because even though that's what you see when you walk in, it's still a little bit like doesn't look quite right. doesn't look yeah you know in a picture when your was,
0: brain adjusts when you're seeing weird stuff right yeah. mm-hmm. like it uh, looks like The Shining
4: yeah I don't you know Danielle if, if you got Jeff's background he's giving you some, some fancy composition words and he knows all the stuff no I'm not I I have
0: a um, I, I have a film background
2: oh um, Capilano or
0: I, w- I went to VFS um, okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah cool cool I almost yeah. went into that.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't like the hours. Is that why you're not in it? Anymore? I the
0: the yes, that's exactly the the day I realized I was going to go into real estate I hadn't. I realized I hadn't seen daylight all week. Yeah, and I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. And, and you see, you see daylight now,
2: though. Like, real. I'm, I'm sure you guys. Are well, I'm driving
0: around. At least I'm not. <laughs> I'm not in a studio the, the well, whole time. I, I can quote
4: episode one. We talked about our backgrounds and how we ended up here. And Jeff said, you know, I was working all these terrible hours, and I realized the reason why I didn't go into real estate is that I didn't want to do that. But if I'm going to work all these hours.
0: Might as well get paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And be working with people. Um, <laughs> before we move on, is there anything you had wanted to talk about that we haven't given you a chance to yet?
2: I think I covered most things. Or anything we
0: should have asked you that we didn't?
4: Well, I have one question that was on our, our list that I know I know Danielle kind of got ready for. Okay, let's do it. Oh! So one, one last question. <laughs> I asked Danielle just in, in all of her experience doing real estate photography, if she has a horror story that she wants to tell. <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs>
2: It's not really a great long story, but uh, I did get attacked by a dog once. Uh, I think a lot of real estate photographers can relate to that. What, what, Every now and then, getting attacked by a dog. The,
0: the real estate photographer that I use, one of the ones that I use a lot, is terrified. It, he makes me move all dogs out of the house. Oh, before and even like little, like little dogs. Like uh, really? he's in the wrong professional i was gonna say yeah, oh, you really have to like oh, animals. well i i talked to the the uh, so i mean i won't be all sneaky about it uh he works for bc floor plans okay yeah. and uh i was talking to todd at bc floor plans about it and i'm after it happened i'm like you know you have a photographer and he takes beautiful photos like mm-hmm. he's really good i'm like you know you have a photographer who like is terrified of dogs and immediately todd was like i know <laughs> <laughs> i I don't know why I didn't think to ask. <laughs> <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, I love animals. I mean, I'm sure you guys know. Yes. I just like go crazy every time there's a, a dog in there. Um, it's my favorite part of this job is getting to meet all the resident animals. It's like, I love it so much, but, uh, and like, you know, even if a dog looks mean, I still want to like go and, and pet it and, and make it, make it like me, you know? Um, but this one dog was, uh, it was like a border collie and, and I was walking into this house and there was like some, like maybe an electrician who was like walking out and he was like, watch out for that dog. And I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, there was like a 14 year old kid, like holding on to the collar of this dog and you could tell the dog was like, you know, barking and trying to lunge at me. And, and I, you know, I got through, you know, half of the house while this kid was holding this dog. Um, he didn't take the dog outside, which I thought might yeah, have been a good like idea. Yeah, it seems like there's an easy solution <laughs> here. It, like, I think the mom told the kid to to help me, like, if I needed anything moved, the kid was going to help me. So he was, like, following me around with this dog. <laughs> with this dog barking <laughs> at yeah. uh, And me. Uh, and then, like, he just, like, let go of the dog at one point, And it lunged at me and it it... Bit my leg, Um, but it didn't. It like I was wearing really thick jeans. Thank goodness, and it like put a hole in my pants. In my favorite pair of pants, it didn't break my skin. Like so, it he just got the pants before the kid like grabbed. Uh, the dog back again It kid didn't say sorry Nothing I was just like Okay Like let's yeah. get this done And uh, mm. let's get out of here So yeah. Most s- people are more responsible Did for,
0: you send them a bill For
2: your pants Or No I didn't I didn't want to <laughs> do that Feels <laughs> so sweet I know I don't Like you know I didn't get hurt Right So So uh, You know Every Every uh, real estate photographer I think has It's got to have one cool story Like that <laughs> uh,
3: Yeah I mean, I've heard of, I've, on.
0: I've, there, there's One of our colleagues Got attacked by a cat Yep Yep. Oh! Oh, she got like really bad. attacked by a cat. It, it was really bad, like mold. Yeah, <gasps> it was like just a yeah feral cat. Oh, yeah. Like uh, was it, was it in a pet? News, it was so bad.
2: Oh, what? What? What happened?
0: I think the owners had let in, like taken in, a, like a street cat, and the cat went nuts. Oh, it was having a bad
4: day. They didn't have a good interaction. It wasn't. It wasn't good.
2: And it was a, made the news, eh?
4: It was, yeah, yeah. It was, it was because because the the injuries were pretty severe. Oh, so visually, geez. it was it was a good story. Wow. Um, but yeah. I mean, that that is a good point when it comes to photography and bringing you in or bringing anybody in, right? People who have pets have to be considerate mm-hmm. of that and try to make sure that it you know it works because you're going through every single room of that house. Yeah, you know, and every room is going to be presentable
0: that day, and it's not necessarily the time when the homeowner leaves or the pet leaves or and whatever. You know your animal and yeah. whether it's mm-hmm. going to be okay with people strange people being in the house or not like
2: i get i get a lot of like oh my dog doesn't like anybody and and he likes you and so i think it you know it matters a lot of the kind of attitude you have and and if you are an animal person i think the animal is gonna know if you go in really scared yeah potentially that dog's gonna know and um you know and yeah exactly if you know that your dog's vicious maybe keep it away from the photographer (laughs) 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 Wow. All
4: right. That's a good closing note.
0: Check out the big brain on bread.
4: How's it working out for you? What? Being clever. Who knows where thoughts come from? They just appear. You're listening to Multiple Offers, a real estate show.
0: Okay. So uh, we are doing question of the week. And Danielle, you said you you have a question for us, which Mm -hmm. is exciting.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean... I'm not a realtor. Uh, and so I, th- I think my question would just be like, it, have you guys ever had, you know, photographs come back and you're like, Oh, I wish the the photographer had done this. Or, uh, you know, I I was looking for this in the photo. I wish they had gotten this feature, but they didn't like, do you ever have anything like that?
0: Yes. Oh, <laughs> okay.
2: So, so give me an example. Cause this is stuff that I can use. Right. And, and I don't wish they usually put that like a... toilet seat
0: down. Yeah. So, so, um, And I won't name drop because I'm not going to speak very nicely about them. But one of the bigger companies in town, I used to use all the time and I was very happy with them. And then I had at that point, and this was before the market went nuts, uh, the biggest listing of my career, it was $2.6 million and I I hired them. And I was hiring these guys all the time. And I think they had overscheduled the photographer that day. This was a 3,000 square foot house in Carisdale that he took less than seven minutes to photograph. <gasps> he went in and boom, 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 boom. The sellers were home Ooh. and were very upset about the fact that I had talked to them about the fact that we were hiring a professional photographer, how important that was. This is all part of um, the, the pitch when we sit down is these are the services that I'm going to bring with me when we hire. Mm-hmm. And then the photos came back and it was a really beautiful Nice, sunny day, and all the exterior stuff was overexposed to the point that uh, I thought it looked horrible. And I contacted the company and asked them. I said, look, this isn't acceptable. Um, and they said, okay, we'll fix it in post. <gasps> no, yeah, you can't do that. No, and, and they they did not. And I ended up asking around other realtors and hiring another person to come. And mm-hmm. I, like, I had another photographer come out and take photos because these were just such garbage like I I was so mad well I think um, at that
2: point like he, if you have a complaint like that like get them to come back or get it I mean if it's a bigger company get a different photographer right
0: yeah well and I, I pushed for that and they're like no no we'll just fix them uh-huh. and and did
2: they try and did they try
0: they, and they tried it, it didn't work it was all mm-hmm. grainy and and mm-hmm. junky and and I, I think the really important thing that maybe like a lot of I would imagine a lot of real estate photographers end up doing this because they have a photography background and they tend to be um, kind of artsy kids uh, in their youth. And something that sets a good real estate photographer apart from a bad one, other than the quality of the photos for me, is how they deal with the client when the client is there. Mm -hmm. And I've I've dealt with some amazing photographers who just are not good with the client. And you're like, this is the person, like, I'm paying you, but really... The client is paying me to pay you. Mm-hmm. This is who you're working for. Mm-hmm. And we're in a service-based industry. And I think sometimes that gets – that that to me is the biggest example I've had of where that person, A, they took, they were too quick and they, they weren't good photos. But even if they could have taken the most amazing photos of this house in seven minutes, they probably should have taken a bit of extra time to show the to the client that they cared. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is their home.
2: Well, we're, I mean, I, I think a lot of photographers, there's a lot of photographers out there. Yes. Um, and a lot of them have really big egos and, and <laughs> <laughs> you know, just think that they're the best and they forget that what kind of industry they're in. Um, and, you know, they're not shooting for a magazine where they're the, the you know, the head of, of everything and whatever their attitude is, people are just going to take it. We're also in a service industry. We're also a yeah. customer, you know customer relations um so i mean i like i find that you know my personality is almost more important than the photos sometimes because no offense you guys but you don't always know what a good photograph looks like anyway you're like no if it you know looks looks good to me and i'm like okay (laughs) 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 and i think you know uh
0: yeah. So you think we're dumb. <laughs> no, no, no. See, that, that came out wrong. I shouldn't have said it like that. That was bad. <laughs> I don't have the eye for that stuff. I, that's why you're there.
2: Exactly. And that's what most people say. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, like, what about this? Like, do you think I should take it like this? Like, because I want to, I want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know. Like, you, you're supposed to know. <laughs> like, okay. Like, if you trust me, that's fine. Like, I'll do it.
4: it. It's, it's a huge part of it though, because most of the time when we shoot the photos, our sellers tend to be home. It just because of the circumstances, somebody's home that day and they're there and they're just sort of around and and Danielle's interacting with them and it's an important part of it. Yeah. And it's a huge part of why we insist on only having Danielle if ever there was another photographer, right? Yeah, like
2: I'm nice, right? I don't have a... I'm not ever mean to your clients, I don't think. <laughs> no.
4: No, you're so great to have there. It's probably our, our the favorite our favorite part of the pre-marketing experience mm-hmm. is is being able to to have you there take good photos, have a really positive experience with the client. We've got a really good friendly friendly relationship which I think reflects like our clients see that too and it comes yeah, across. We're stoked. It's, oh, it's a Danielle day. We <laughs> get to go hang out yeah, with our other
1: photographers. We were never there at the listings. We're just like <laughs> yes, we get to go hang out with Danielle. <laughs> The truth comes
4: out. <laughs> so, so that's that's. I, I agree with you 100. percent Personality is huge, right? And now the finished product. There are a lot of photographers out there who can put out a, a good finished product. But if the experience was negative you know, that's, that still hurts us in our profession as the realtor, right?
2: Yeah. And you're less likely to want to hire them again. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, for me, this, the negative experiences I had with photographers were before you and I started working together. And that, that's essentially the direction that I shared with you when we first met was I want the photo to be an accurate representation of the home. I don't want you to overstate the view by zooming in on certain pieces. You know, those were the negative experiences that I had had before. Mm-hmm. Um, or lighting, or just making sure that I have a chance to talk to you to say, do you think that we should open the blinds? Or do you think we should you know, maybe move this over here, over there? And I will happily be just your slave during the <laughs> photography process. You have the eye for it. You just say, Matt, move that over there. Move this over there. Move that over there. It'll look a little bit better. Happy to do it, yeah. right? And that's that's what I want, right? Mm-hmm. Is I want you to come in and bring your professional opinion and make it the best that you think you can. Mm-hmm. Can,
1: I, can I have a question of the week for Danielle too? Go I mean, for
4: it, sure. Um, it,
1: this pers- is your show. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. co-host. Yeah. even though you wouldn't let me do the intro this week, <laughs> back off uh, my cool. One of these, one of these weeks, <laughs> when we have a guest guest spot filled for Jeff when he's away, um, you were just you made me think of it because you were talking about the post editing, and I know you guys do post at like it's part of the whole package and things you get from Real Photo and Danielle, but um, is it uh, does it take a lot of time? Is it something that like, it I guess it, it starts with the camera and your setup and all that. So if mm-hmm. it's done properly, you don't necessarily need to touch it or there's always a little bit.
2: Um I always do a little bit. Um It usually takes me about like 45 minutes to an hour um to edit it after. So the time
1: spent in the home is almost,
0: yeah, so double basically, basically yeah. So in front of a computer. That's exactly. for all, like if you take 20 photos in that hour, you're getting all 20 photos touched up? Yes, exactly.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I touch everything. Um, I mean, everything needs a little bit of like a bump.
0: Little, the, little tweaks. Yeah. Photos, colors, colors. dogs, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sometimes,
2: yeah. Sometimes I have to Photoshop a cat off of something or um, I mean, usually if there's a view out the window um, that takes extra time because I actually like cut the windows out basically so you can see out because otherwise...
4: Oh, so you take two photos Mm -hmm. and you get a nice clean view of or photo of the view and then you bring that in so you can see what's out the window. That's
0: an insider trick there. That's pretty cool. That's badass.
2: Yeah. I mean, like uh, if there's no view, I'm not going (laughs) to like. Yeah. If there's nice greenery outside, I'll like, you know, maybe bring it in a little bit. I always wondered how you got
4: that white balance so good.
0: Yeah. How'd you do this? (laughs) For a while, people were editing the outside so that they were night. Like there was a lot of...
2: Well, I do twilight shoots.
0: Yes. Well, and twilight shoots are totally cool. But there was definitely a time where real estate photographers were... Cropping the daylight sky, editing in a night sky, but like a just, dark blue yeah, For the exterior. But it, yeah, but it just mm-hmm. didn't quite look right. Like you'd look at it, and maybe they've just got, maybe they're still doing it, but they've gotten better at it now.
2: Yeah, I think uh, I've I've seen it. I mean, I don't really do that. I've but. seen
1: blue sky edits yeah. where all the pictures mm-hmm. are like same cloud, different angle.
2: same <laughs> cloud.
0: Jer, I'm pretty sure you were the one who pointed it out to me. You're like, like what's wrong, wrong with this wrong photo? With this. And I remember yeah. coming into your office, staring. I mean, like, yeah. Something's wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: and you could go to that agent's listings, their whole catalog, and every no, house has the same stop stop. sky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah,
2: yeah we, we, you know, I don't usually Photoshop, uh, like, skies with clouds in. But you, you know.
4: do have a catalog of sky.
2: W- only if it gets requested. But I will make, like, on a cloudy day, I'll make the sky blue, because I just, you kind of, get rid of the white and put blue in um but uh that's another trick yeah all these tricks (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah the um uh yeah i've seen that going around where they it's like a fake twilight shoot yeah and and so it's basically like the photographer doesn't have to come back at eight o'clock at night or nine (laughs) o'clock at night (laughs) and they just like photoshop in a night sky right and that Hmm. that's the way to do it but it's nighttime it yeah it does you're looking at it and you're like there's something's not right here cuz the lighting, right? The lighting on the house is yeah. is different.
1: Um favorite time of day to shoot, type of day? Rainy, overcast, bright sunny, nighttime, twilight? Um
0: magic hour, happy hour. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um I think like for the inside of a house, it almost doesn't matter. Like I I think a lot of realtors like it when the the, the sun is shining in and they can see the sun like on the floor. Right. Like that kind of gives it away um, if it's a really sunny day out. Um, But, you know, if it's a really dark and dreary day, uh, you know, that's always something to fight against, but you know what can you do? We yeah. live in Vancouver, no right? Dope. So, mm-hmm. but uh, I, think I I look
4: for a three to four day consistent block yeah. of sun and book my photos well in advance. Yeah, that's Matt, what I do. That's what Matt does. He's like, does Matt I'm in the weather? do that? that
0: he does. That's real. Yeah, yeah. we, we look yeah, at he the, does.
4: I totally look at the weather. Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: And I think you know that's important. I think um, like time of day uh, for. I find that the best photo, especially if it's a sunny day, is when the sun is pointing on to the front of the house.
0: Hmm. So
2: instead of it being behind the house. Because if it, it's behind, the front is in shadow. And it's like I can edit it and I, with a bunch of different frames. I kind of Photoshop them together. But it's not going to be as nice than, as when the sun is shining straight on the front. So,
4: so consider... With mm-hmm. the way that the house faces, and try to maybe choose an appropriate time of day that gives you a chance.
2: Yeah, yeah hmm. that, that 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 that's what I would recommend for a time that's of cool. day. That's mm-hmm.
4: cool. All right, top tip. Okay, top tips. Good stuff. Well, thank you so much for all that, Daniel. That was awesome. No problem. Uh, turns out the question of the week you asked us questions, and we <laughs> just got into <laughs> and then we just got into a bunch of stuff. more, but, but it, it <laughs> turns out it, a lot to talk about. That's been, it's been really helpful for me. I'm. Uh, I'm adding even more stuff to the arsenal here. It's fantastic. Okay, so our next segment is going to be story time. It's story time with Jer.
0: Great story. Compelling and rich. It's not always my story? No, it's not always your story. What if Matt has an awesome story to tell? Well, he can tell it to me or write it down and I will (laughs) paraphrase. This is Multiple Offers, a real estate show. Well, that was great having danielle on fantastic super yeah I, and it's funny because the things we talked about after question of the week <laughs> i actually w- was like oh i'm really glad we got into this stuff like we had some good main topic stuff after the main topic. yeah yeah we just essentially just
4: like uh more i don't know how that happened that but that's the great part about the show is that we, if we just keep talking... Is that we just go on tangents.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> so it's so great. Danielle has uh, has left. Um, yeah. But
0: a huge thank you to her for coming on. She's off on. to take a real estate photo somewhere, I'm sure. Yeah.
4: And, and her company, Real Photo, who she works for, kind of gave her the green light to uh, to join us today and fit that into her schedule because this time of year is really busy. So shout out to Real Photo for, for helping
0: have a uh, website for have them. on the show here.
1: And it, it's good to mention it's with an F, not a... The photo
0: part. Yeah. Why don't we'll, we'll, get to that at the end of the show. Um uh, yeah. and maybe we'll, we'll put it in the show. Cool. Notes so big shout out a to Danielle. Thanks to for you. coming on. And Jeff is going to do our story time of the week. So, um, been having all of these conversations with sellers about how, um, lo- much longer things are taking to, to sell. And, um, I think I mentioned earlier that I did four price reductions during the week. Um, one of the conversations I had with a seller uh, who is sold now, we we reduced the price of his home and his home sold. Um, and when we had originally talked, I had told him that I thought his place would sell in two weeks, and it took uh, about three months. And like he listed right as the market
4: turned, oh, right when it was, yeah, you you yeah. Wouldn't, you couldn't see
0: that coming, yeah, yeah. And um, like average marketing time at that point was nine days. We priced looking to get people excited about multiple offers. He was so excited. He was going off to uh, Brazil. He was going to use the money that he made on the home to go to Brazil and teach English for a while while he kind of figured out what he does next with his wow. life and, and away he goes. And so when we got it sold and he's a really good client of mine, um, like he has been for years, I I talked to him. I said, look, I, I just really wanted to apologize to you because we had talked about such a different timeline than what happened, and I wasn't able to pre- predict. I mean, I don't think anybody saw this coming, but I'm I'm sorry that this took longer than we had planned. And he said, yeah, I'm not going to Brazil anymore. And I was like, oh, no, this ruined his, oh. his Brazil trip, and I, I'm feeling just awful. You, are you just, you're wearing it right in that moment? You oh, feel yeah. Like and then, you know, I, I think yeah. you guys probably... This is something I bet you your average person doesn't know, but most realtors that I know, I don't know if everybody is like this. We wear our clients as stresses like it. That's part of when you list somebody like you take on what, whatever their reason for selling Big time. Our job is
1: to make it as stress free as possible for them. But yeah, but we
0: know what the the objective is and we, we
4: want that for them. And the opposite side is that we're taking on
0: the stress. Totally. A (laughs) hundred percent. So, and he can see it on my face that I'm in pain about this and he goes, Oh no, no, it was a really good thing. He's like, "You taking too long to sell was the best thing that happened to me." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What are you talking okay, about?" I'll take it. <laughs> and uh and he goes, "The company that I was going to be teaching English at in Brazil, the owner of the company has been arrested. There's some sort of like secret really backwater stuff happening through this company like the company was a front i was going to go over and teach the whole facility got raided everybody's under examination who's a part of it i had no idea but like (laughs) i was walking into a gigantic disaster and because it took us just a little bit longer Everybody got arrested and shut down and before he, and, I got and there. He didn't have to look down the barrel of a rifle. Yeah, and he's in like Brazil. Yeah, and he's like, so I'm not gonna go to Brazil. I feel like that was a bad omen. I'm gonna go teach English in Japan, which seems very safe <laughs> for for a couple months, and then figure out what I want to do. But I just thought that that was that's insane. crazy. That's a crazy story.
1: Was that in the news? Was it Like like a thing that happened? I've I, never heard. Probably of this. not.
0: No? I don't know. I mean, I would think. That there's a lot of corrupt stuff that gets busted. Those in, raids in
4: South America are far too common to yeah. make our news cycle. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's just that's just the course of business.
0: Yeah. I, I think we get very spoiled up here in North America that uh, stuff like that yeah. well, is very common in other parts of the world. Yeah. Well,
4: good thing that he heard about it and knew that he shouldn't <laughs> end up going there yeah. and that he knew it was all for the best. And <laughs> yeah. uh, as as is the objective in the end, happy for the outcome for
0: him, right? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. So I think that's probably going to wrap things up for the day. Um... As always, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, if you did, please think about leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. You guys who are leaving reviews and who are sharing this stuff, we really appreciate it's it. Yeah. And uh, if you guys want to get a hold of Matt or Jer, you can reach them at thenewwestguys.com. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me, Jeff McLennan, I am at realestatenewwest.com. And... Uh, if uh, if you're a realtor out there and you thought that Danielle sounded like she's awesome and you wanted to get in touch with her. Uh, don't, she... don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can look up real photo, but photo is spelt with an F. Um, do, Matt, do you have a website for her or should they just Google her? Well, you, for,
4: you want to go to Real Photo. You yeah. don't go direct to Danielle, and yeah. and they're easy to find on on the Google. But we'll put, yeah. put it in the show notes. And you can go there. They've got a really good platform for you know booking your appointments and all that stuff, and showing all their services. So super easy to find. And but floor we'll, plans. We'll put it in the notes. All that yeah.
0: stuff. Okay. And Perfect. big stuff coming down the pipe. And next week, oh. we did get some city councilors. The incumbents who are going to come on and discuss the upcoming election in New West. Mm -hmm. It's going to be great for people who are living here. And we also are going to get into some broader stuff about uh, what a counselor's power is and what they can do within the housing market as a whole. So if you're a listener but not specifically in New West, there'll still be lots of information okay. that will be great for you.
1: And questions for them, potentially?
0: Yes. Uh, we're going to probably questions run an ad. But if, if you have a question that you would like to ask one of the incumbents, uh, you can email us at feedback at morealestateshow.com. That's feedback at morealestateshow.com. And one other
1: thing to mention, are, are we altering the release because it's been a little bit of challenging to get um, schedules lined up for counselors and things like that? Um, still good for Wednesday?
4: Or? We're, we, are, we will still be publishing every Thursday. Thursday. When one way or the other, yeah. we're publishing yeah, every, every Thursday. Thursday.
0: Yeah.
1: Cool. Yeah. Then ignore that.
4: So, so, next episode, next week, we're recording on time to get this out on Thursday. You'll hear it. And uh, we're just uh, really looking for your input coming in before that. So, we got some good questions. And uh we're going to keep it going. There'll be more and more municipal election content as we as we lead up to the October 20th election.
0: Awesome. Thank you guys very much. Thank you.
4: So my wife bought a side-by-side. Do you know what that is? I'm tempted to make like a dirty joke or something. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, what's a... They've got all sorts of weird different names, but I think around this region, we call it a side-by-side. It's like those uh, enclosed dune buggy type things. Oh, cool. Yeah. So some people call it a UTV instead of an ATV so or whatever it, it's it is. It's like an ATV, but two people? Yeah. So you sit two side-by-side. Right. And uh, you drive it with a steering wheel, gas pedal brake, but it's got a roll cage. But otherwise, it's all just open air and all the rest of that. And it's not like it's an 800cc engine, which is smaller than like some motorcycle engines. Right. Right. So it's just uh, it's good for cruising around the trails and climbing over rocks and all the rest of it. Are using that up in
0: Toulomene? Yeah, it's it's, it's up at the cabin. Yeah.
4: Yeah. So it's kind of like this big family upgrade where it's a huge thing now where I can ride my motorbike and then one of my kids rides her motorbike and then and then Liz and my other daughter are in the side by side. So we're a four unit.
0: You guys are starting your own little Mad Max army. Yeah. Basically. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. It's super fun out there because uh, we call it motor hiking because you get out as a group, you pack up some stuff and you go out for the day and you just explore different trails and areas you you can't get to by car and it would take you an entire day to walk there, like to hike.
1: Yeah. so you Beautiful. Could, like hidden lakes, cool. views, all sorts of crazy things. Yeah. We so, found, when I was up there, we went and found the actual coal mine. Well, it's a mine. It's not a coal mine I it's found not, out, but I can't no. remember
4: what they're mining. Yeah, hmm.
1: I mean, stuff that would take you a long, long time to walk up there. And yeah, the so it's
4: kind of a big out. family upgrade. We're do all sorts of outside stuff. What I really discovered, though, was when she bought this, was how much work it's created for me, uh, because we really? don't we don't have a garage for this thing. So do you leave it up in Tulamine or what well, do you do yeah, with it? Yeah, it's going to live there. It's just now yeah. I have to build a garage. Oh, <laughs> cool. You're not, you're
1: not taking clients out, in it.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, so now I've got a, a whole project where before it freezes, because it turns out concrete's no good... Uh, because it's water. Oh, so you've got a timeline. So I've got a very tight timeline to get up there because it's in the mountains to get up there and build a carport uh, to protect and secure this thing uh, Hmm. before the winter comes. What do you do with the other vehicles right now? They fit in the shed because they're smaller. Right. But this thing's like 10 feet long and, you know, a little over six feet tall. It it, it doesn't go in the shed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What did... um, Where did you get it? Like, is it used? Is it new?
4: It's brand new because uh, in mean there's a shop that sells Can-Am uh, ATVs, side-by-sides and skidoos. So it's a Can-Am dealer and it just happens to be in Tulameen. It's always worked out for them because it's such an ATV mecca and it's a big yeah. skidoo area too because it's, it's kind of connected to Cocahalla Lakes where a lot of the snowmobile guys go. So you come down there, you buy mach- your machine, you can actually just drive it straight out of the parking lot like your snowmobile hmm. and just up into the mountains. Uh, And the other thing is, is they do service and repair there, but they only service and repair their stuff, their brand. (laughs) So we had another ATV that's broke down a couple of times, and it is a seriously huge hassle to get this thing fixed. So we said, okay, you guys win.
0: Anything we buy from now on, (laughs) it's going to be Can-Am. Smart. Yeah. So now that you're a little uh, mobile gang up in Tulamine, what have you learned since you started doing all of this atv-ing and and roll caging and 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 exploring that you can go a whole lot farther on a machine than on foot <laughs> yeah like you're really getting getting oh, far oh i there. love
4: it I, I i joke that i call it motor hiking, but i love it because yeah. i hit i hit, i can hit four different peaks in a day instead of hiking to one peak and standing there and enjoying the view did you do this stuff when you were a kid no did liz no
0: so this is this is new to everybody.
4: Yeah, I've always wanted to kind of dirt bike, but I only really learned three, four years ago. I was always jealous of kids with
0: dirt bikes when I was a kid. Yeah,
4: so it's it's been really great. I love just the outdoors part, but dirt biking itself is physically and mentally challenging, depending on what kind of trails you put yourself on. You put yourself on a flat road, it's not hard. Um, but you want to go to narrower, more difficult trails, and it's it's a big workout and it's mentally challenging you try to choose your lines, stay focused do it the right way so i enjoy all that part of it too it's a, it's, a, it's a fun hobby and if
1: you don't have proper boots it's very demanding on your body and your skin and <laughs> my ankles are torn the, up right the, now the, oh, the really? body inside
4: <laughs> i wasn't
0: wearing the right hot, boots last week. <laughs> hot sharp pointy bikes falling on ankles hurts. Can, can the kids do the harder trails no, we do the simple stuff with yeah. with the kids on the bike. Yeah. So they're not doing the black diamond. Correct. We're on the green runs right now. Okay. The, the bunny trails. <laughs> they, don't, they don't call them that. I know. Okay. Yeah, actually, you can't, they
4: do rate difficulty uh, on dirt trails. Oh, okay. I, no. I know
1: at I like off-road parks and things, I think they actually do do that, but on forest service roads. Well, not Kettle if you're on the mountain road.
4: Yeah. No, it's not mapped. So these aren't rated, but you you can typically tell on the way into the trail how narrow it is and the first thing you see
0: are there little like social media communities for people who are enthusiastic so can you find people who are like oh this is a good spot to go with the kids and this one actually is probably too difficult if you kind of get up into this area or definitely yeah there's 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 chat groups i mean kind of like jerry who's a jeep with the
1: jeeps they have the forums and they'll be like "Oh, there's well they take away your
0: jeep if you don't like salute each other as you drive (laughs) by right (laughs) they
1: do um there could be like, hey, has anyone been up this trail? Where's the snow line that happens up where Matt is, too? Yeah. Can you get through? Oh, cool. no, the bridge is out. Whatever. People just chatting.
4: Like, okay, we'll go somewhere else. Huh. Yeah, well, one of these days we'll cool. bring you all up. We'll go for a car ride. Sounds fun.